0: Hi, it's Hazel, it's Azura, and welcome back to another episode of Calabity's Hash Podcast. We are so sad today because Jimmy can't be with us, she's unwell. Right. So it's just the two of us today, but we have a, a replacement for her, as you can see. <laughs> <laughs> a very, very special guest, a warm round of applause to Shelly. Hi everyone. Thanks Hi. for being here with Hi. us. Hi, thank, thank you Zohar so much. You can you tell us more about yourself, Shelly?
1: Okay, I'm a proud and happy mother nice. of our two daughters. Uh, they are five and a half, eight and a half uh, Mm. this year. I always use that to describe myself first because I feel that that's the the thing that gives me the greatest joy. And every day I look forward to just being with them and spending time with them.
0: Yeah, I wish I can say that. Uh, you never could. Never too late to
2: start. <laughs> <laughs> and I think today what we'll be talking about is mm. sort of related as well to you being a mother. Right. Of which I think a couple of seasons ago, maybe a couple of episodes ago, we spoke about egg freezing. And at that mm. point, it wasn't legal in Singapore. Right. But right now, we've come so far. We have some changes and progress. And we want to talk about it today because right now, elective egg freezing is an option that you can... Have in Singapore. It's finally yes. legal. Mm. <laughs> Are we happy about this, girls? I think many people have shared that it is a step forward mm. for
1: women because it presents options. We know that many things in life, some you can plan for, some you can't. Many young people still want to get married, mm-hmm. mm. but they may or may not meet their partners uh, as early as they would like. Yes, you know sometimes these things happen serendipitously, right? Exactly. It's it's not like. I mean, the olden days, maybe you can go matchmaking. ah. But nowadays, (laughs) I think people want to meet the other partner in a very normal and a very organic fashion, right? And so because of that, you can't exactly quite plan when that's going to happen. Mm. There are many things that young people think about nowadays. um, Careers, for example, and also their lifestyles. Some young people have shared that, you know... um, when you get together as a couple, it's a 2 persons world, right? right? But once mm. you start about thinking about having children, um, basically, it's a family. Mm. Right. So, I think family planning is something that sometimes young couples um, may postpone. Mm. But it doesn't mean that they do not want to have children. Right. So, elective egg freezing is an option for uh, couples who have already decided that they want to spend the rest of their lives together. But at the same time, they are not quite sure whether or not they want to have children
0: now, but they definitely want to have that option. So a bit more about EEF, Elective Egg Freezing. Women can only go through this process between the ages of 21 to 25. And they can only choose to use their frozen eggs If they are legally married, am I right?
1: Uh, yes, yes. At, at the end of the day, this is about family formation. Right. So we are encouraging married couples mm. uh, to have a family together. And that's why uh, you know we have those uh, conditions and parameters like you mentioned. Mm. About the age, uh, the reason why we have uh, shared 21 to 35 mm-hmm. is because obviously it should be the age of uh, maturity and majority. And that's why 21. Um, And 35 is just based on the current medical and scientific evidence. uh, Because like it or not, unfortunately, uh, fertility health does decline with age. Mm. And when we make this announcement as part of the white paper conversations uh, on Singapore women's development, we want to make sure that our audiences, our women are well informed. Uh, Because elective egg freezing is not without cost. Mm. And it's also not without pain. Mm. It's invasive. At the end of the day whether we like it or not mm. uh, so the last thing we want is to you know sort of announce something and yet not share with our women mm. what are some of the downsides to it right. um, yeah. and to be honest if they really want to um, you know have the best chances of success mm. you should really start as early
0: as possible oh, i know right. Right. so like what Shirley mentioned just now mm. people in the past they were matchmake like my parents <laughs> they were me <match-made. laughs> really oh yeah yeah my parents were they were me by my aunt Oh, yeah, okay. my father's sister. So that's how they got to know each other. And my mom gave birth to my sister at the age of 26, pretty mm. early mm-hmm. in today's time. Mm-hmm. And she gave birth to me at the age of 29. Okay. Here I am 28 and still single. But like, <laughs> what you mentioned, it's always good to have an option for myself. You know, yes. what if I don't find my mister right?
2: That's right. And right. you know, I just wanted to ask as well, because you know, you can harvest us the eggs now at 21 to 35, yes. but you know, social egg freezing or elective egg freezing yes. for that matter, um, it's so it gives you an option to sort of, you know, buy more time for your biological clock. Mm-hmm. But how far beyond 35 can you actually use these eggs? I don't want to make it so definitive mm. because it does differ from
1: woman or to different. woman. Okay. And you do hear of uh, women in their 40s mm. who do successfully conceive. Right. You know, if I know of a person who conceived at 50 as well.
2: Wow. But
1: the thing is that probabilities and chances do Mm. drop Mm. so we are just trying to maximize the chances that you can successfully get pregnant and also deliver a healthy baby and that's why ultimately the message is still about starting as early as you can uh, and would like Mm to
0: yeah so after this announcement was made have you heard of any sentiments from the ground or from other women out there who may have reached out to you with their thoughts so far the sentiment has been positive positive the actual execution of
1: this policy would be next year uh, because we do need to work with uh, the medical professionals. Right. Yeah. We need to make sure that our fertility health clinics, uh, they know what are the procedures in place. Mm. We also need to make sure that uh, there is no uh, inappropriate marketing. Right. The reason why we have used the word elective egg freezing and not social egg freezing mm. is because we are not so much promoting it as a like something you do casually,
0: right, right, right,
1: because like what I mentioned, there's a cost to a woman's body.
0: Mm. Mm. You know, you
1: have to stimulate this oocyte uh, stimulation and right. produce the eggs. You mm. know, the procedure to extract the eggs. Mm. It's invasive. Mm. It is not without downtime to a woman. It's yeah. not without pain. And I would imagine that every time a woman undergoes this, right, you can imagine your expectations go up, right, mm. right, and you don't want a situation whereby you act, you go through the whole thing. You extract the eggs, you store the eggs for years, mm. because, and then you pay every year for storage fees. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, the chances of success are like, actually right now we're talking about on the high end, maybe 12% success mm. rate So I read something. it's about
0: 2 to 12%, right? Correct, and that's
1: why high end, is on the top right, end is like 12%. Right, yeah. so, and it's still pretty low. Yeah, mm. so imagine if, uh, if we do not give the proper information, and that's why I talked about making sure that the marketing is appropriate right because you don't want your fertility health professionals or practitioners to be making unrealistic promises promises to to women and imagine if you are the unfortunate touchwood okay i don't know where's the wood but you know (laughs) let's say you are the two percent one right i mean you go through all that you pay it's not i mean it's it's like twelve thirteen thousand dollars five figures it's not cheap yeah and you have a two percent chance i Mm. mean I I just want to make sure our women are well informed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that they
0: can manage their
2: expectations and hopes as well.
0: And Mm. I'm sure many women, they know about the the chances of success is Mm. not very high per se, but, you know, they're still clinging on to that hope that, you know, hey, maybe it may work. Because yes. at every one time, yeah. one cycle or one process, they actually extract more than one egg, depending on how your body processes it. Yes. Am I right? Yes. But yes. that also depends on luck, I would say. It depends mm. on
2: person, yeah. yeah. And you know, I just wanted to ask, Shelling, because um, Hazel, as you know, is single. Oh, <laughs> she has announced that, guys. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. We are both important of the same information. Age now, late 20s. <laughs> uh,
2: I am married, but Ooh. without kids. Uh, and I don't know how soon I want to do that as of now. But you know, we understand that you had your kids at 33 and 37. Actually, slightly older, I think. I think,
1: oh, uh, you're you're right, you're right. Because by the time I delivered my first, Mm. I was probably about 34 already. So you were pregnant at about 33 33, years old. My math is, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's
2: been some time, yes. (laughs) And you know, at that age, some people might say that's a little bit late. Or you know, there's some concern there, you know, being pregnant or delivering in your 30s. So when you were in your late 20s, for example, you know, near our age, was there any concern? or worry that you had to hurry or anything like that? Right. Actually, to be honest, on hindsight, right,
1: if I had a chance to redo it all over again, mm. first things first, I love my two kids. Nah. So, sure. you know, even if I reverse go and everything, I still want my beautiful two kids, yes. right? My lovely two kids. But to be honest, um, if I had a time, if I had the option to go back in time, mm. I would have started having children earlier. Oh mm. no. And I mean it not because I'm here on your podcast, you know, yeah. talking about elective egg freezing, but, but because after I had, after I had my children, I realised that they are such an important part of my life. Mm. uh. Really, they are who and what I look forward to the day. Mm. You know, I wake up, I want to see my child, I want to be the first face my my child sees. Sometimes there's a little bit of like a rivalry between me and my husband as to (laughs) which uh, parent they prefer more. So occasionally, I will like wear a t-shirt that says mommy's best or something. (laughs) And then like, (laughs) Yeah, And you just wish you can spend more time with them. Is that why you wish you started earlier? And and a lot of parents feel that same way, I'm sure. I, I said about starting earlier because mm. I, I wish I had the option to have more kids. I mean, now I'm 43. Right. Mm. I can tell you, uh, I'm still thinking about thinking, it. yes. Mm. I, I oh, ask that's my, great. I asked my husband, my husband looked at me as like, are you sure or not? You know, you know, kind of thing because like what I mentioned, mm. probability does decrease. But you mentioned there's someone
0: who got pregnant at the age of 50. <laughs> True. So She's very a very possible. lucky lady. Oh, yes. And I wish
1: that there are mm. more lucky ladies like her. Mm-hmm. But like what I mentioned, it's not just about the success rate of getting pregnant. Yeah. It's also about, um, you know, carrying the baby to full term mm. and delivering a healthy child. Right. I mean, you want the best for your child, right? So yeah. I think where mothers and, and, and couples can control as much as possible, mm. I think starting early, the, the medical professionals will tell you is the best lah. So... Back to your question, I wish I had started earlier so that I, I have two kids now. Maybe I could have had three. Maybe I could have had Is four.
0: That I don't know what earlier. you would tell me as well. <laughs> start now, start uh, now. indirectly. Yes. <laughs> so, question: If EEF was made legal back when you were in your twenties, would you have gone for this procedure? Uh, for myself, I was lucky because I met my
1: husband. I was married at twenty six. Okay. I think where this feedback was the most salient was for women who were already in their thirties and <sighs> they haven't met. They are Mr. Right. right. Mm. And I don't think we also want women to go around saying, I want a baby, I want a baby, let me find a man, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, I don't think that's yeah, what it is. the is. other
0: way. You know, yeah. find a good man first before yes. you have a baby, yeah. right? Yeah, right.
1: but they want to preserve optionality, which is what this entire um, EEF policy is about. Right. So, And we do know that there are women who go overseas to do it before we, we make oh. this announcement.
0: Yes, yes, yes. I, I saw this article where this woman where this woman went to Bangkok Oh. To have her eggs frozen, mm. because back then it was not legal in Singapore. Mm. Yeah. So what happens is that when we do not formally announce it as a policy that's available
1: in Singapore, yeah. like what you you read, uh, women do go overseas to do it, and mm. and we can't quite control yeah. what happens overseas. So do you meet at a? Uh, uh, an ethical doctor? Mm. Oh. Uh, is the procedure safe? Exactly. Are you being charged appropriately? Mm. And then subsequently, the storage fees and okay. everything. Because it's not just a one-time like you do and then, wow, you know, you know yeah. baby is mm-hmm. born kind of thing, mm. right? So that's why we felt that I think we should, you know, make the appropriate announcements to uh, allow it in Singapore so that women who want to do it can do it with the uh, the necessary information and awareness mm. and within all the safety and quality
0: checks that we can mm. have available here
1: in singapore that's a good
0: point actually i feel like um it's not just for single women as well maybe for married women like azura mm. maybe you, you have been married for about four almost years three now, this year almost three yeah. th- three years yeah. yeah and for women like azura maybe you know you want to focus a bit more on your career first mm. but you know you want to keep eventually but yeah. when is that time going to come you don't know yet exactly mm-hmm. so would this be an option for you
2: been thinking about it to be honest (laughs) but you know understanding the fact as well that it's invasive that you know you have to jab regularly Mm. that the harvesting is an I think emotional process because it's akin to the process of an IVF and I think we've seen many women go through IVF and I think it's a lot it causes them a lot of not physical pain I think they can handle that but a lot of emotional sometimes um, disappointment correct that's right a lot of hopes and things like that so as a moment I'm not too sure because I have those thoughts as well you know like for example I want three kids Mm. I don't want to start now but I may want three kids and I want some years between them Which means that by the time I get to the last one, I might be late in my thirties. Right. Yeah, and I don't know if that's possible anymore. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, but it's a good thing that you're thinking
1: about it. Mm. Many times, I think we think about things sequentially. Right. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, I graduate from school, mm-hmm. uh, I get a job, yeah. and then I want to achieve all these milestones in my career, mm-hmm. and then somehow or other along the way, I'll meet Mister Right. Yeah. You know, and then somehow or other, you know, we would have this like discussion and then by age we would decide and then miraculously x number of years later we would succeed at um you know uh, 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 conceiving and then nine months later
0: pop Mm, becomes healthy
1: child right everything pre-planned everything you know but we all know that life much as we like it sometimes it doesn't happen in a linear Mm -hmm. fashion yeah So, what happens if you don't meet the Mr. Right at the right time? Exactly. Or the conditions and whatsoever. Maybe, I I don't know, maybe you're overseas. Maybe you don't have the family support system. Mm. So many things can happen. Right. right? So, actually, we should trust ourselves. Mm. Uh, Women are very good at multitasking. To be honest, you know, we can decide on what to shop, what dress to buy, and then do supermarket, everything all the time, right? (laughs) So, (laughs) it's like, you can actually multitask. So, if we are so capable of doing, managing all these other things in our lives, right, we could perhaps manage right. work and having a child and managing mm. a family at the same time.
0: Mm. Oh. You know, you don't
1: know till you try. Right. Yeah. So you know, I thought that's something. You know, like if I if I were to tell my younger self, mm. because what I did was exactly like sequential. I thought you know I get married twenty six no more. I got a guy, I go to the guy right. So eventually we'll sort of right. <laughs> so
0: and then I just put it off. Mm, mm. Was it because of your career? Like, career, as and a I was overseas. Like uh, I, wasn't in I wasn't in oh, politics. I wasn't in politics. I was just in a job
1: that required me to travel a lot.
0: Right. Ah.
1: So, it was so ironic on hindsight now, you know, mm. that I found I was uh, pregnant in the plane. Oh well, no, no, <laughs> just before a
0: flight. Oh my god! Just oh. before a flight. So I
1: was taking the morning flight yeah. to London. I was going on a nine day road show. And I did my pregnancy test at 1 a.m. in the morning because, so funny, right? I had a lot of pimples. Uh. <laughs> so I'm not that type. Did I just say that online? <laughs> <Monday? laughs> <Yes>, you did. <laughs> That's okay. Okay, never mind. It's okay. I think I can recover from that. So uh, <laughs> I had a lot of pimples. And I'm not the type that normally gets pimples. Okay. <laughs> mm.
0: So I was like, we can tell. Uh, thank you And then my
1: husband was like Wow you got a lot of pimples uh. <laughs> <You know? laughs> And then he got me A pregnancy test kit I was oh. like wow oh. This guy knows a little bit more Than I do uh. wow. <laughs> you, you never thought of like Getting a test kit for yourself No I felt perfectly normal Except the pimples okay. yeah. so, nice. so I did a test kit And I was like uh, You know kind of thing And oh, Positive eh yeah. Then I was like, eh, no time really Got to pack my bag, got to travel, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing But I remember when I was travelling And I was, as I was going through the x-ray machines
0: oh, You know, yeah, at the yeah, airports, yeah, right yeah.
1: I was like, eh, should I actually walk through or yeah, not? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah But at first I didn't, you know, think about things like that yeah. But after I came back, you know, did my checks And yes, I'm pregnant, definitely pregnant Not some pregnancy test kit, uh, false positive kind of thing, you know right. And I decided that when I travel next time I'm going to be, make, make sure my baby's safe
2: Right mm.
1: So when I get to the airport, I'm saying like, pregnant woman, can I, you know, do yeah. other, f- you know, you can frisk me la, but you know, don't make me go through the X-ray machine and right. all these kind mm-hmm. of things. But coming back to the point, it, I, I, I didn't plan. Yeah. Mm. So actually, by God's grace, I got pregnant at what thirty mm. mm-hmm. three. And actually, if I hadn't gotten pregnant then, I'll probably be like past thirty five, not thought about it. Yeah. And then like thinking that I have time forever on my hands and mm. that chance and luck will forever, you know, be with me. Mm. And then. Maybe I won't have the two beautiful kids that I have now. Right. You know?
0: So you didn't face any difficulties while you were trying to conceive. For you uh, it was like I didn't think about it. La, yeah, it yeah. wasn't planned. Yeah. Oh. But
1: you know, if you think about it, I got married at twenty six. Yeah. By the time I had a kid, uh, seven you know, years down. Yeah. It's not a short time, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a short time. Yeah. Time flies by. Exactly. Before you know it. Yeah, so in this yeah. seven years, you really never thought about like never planning thought. for pregnancy. Never thought. You were just putting never it thought. off because I was overseas. I was traveling. Mm. I, I, It was just me and my husband. No other person. No other person in the, mm. no person mm. in the house. Mm. Right. It was only after I got pregnant, delivered the kid. And I was like, wow. So, how ah? <laughs> 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 But you see, you do figure things out along the way. Mm. You know, after the kid comes along, the, the you know, my husband suddenly realized he's a father. I suddenly realized I'm a mom,
0: and then mm. we just have to. Learn. Mm. Mm. Oh. So, a question for our listeners out there: Was this something, Shirling, that you wish you learnt about your own body before or after the pregnancy? Definitely, definitely. Like what?
1: So, for example, I think fertility health screening. People really only start thinking about fertility health screening when they think they have a problem, uh, when and they start trying already many times, yes. and then nothing happens, mm. yeah. right? And by the time that happens, many years have passed, mm. and maybe you have, you are now a little bit more mature and advanced right. in your age, right? And also because it is. It is people who have difficulties, then they go. There is mm. some sort of a stigma around fertility health screening. Mm. As if only the people who have trouble yeah. then should go and consult a fertility health practitioner. But that's not
0: the case. That's In not either. the case. I mean, we see
1: a doctor for all sorts of things, yeah. right? Um, right? So, fertility health screening should be something that is quite normal that mm. couples think about. And it's not about like whether it's your fault or my fault. Right. <laughs> a lot of times, fertility health is associated with women. Yes. But that's not a five-point. Like, mm. you cannot conceive. No, that that's not true. Correct. That's not true. Yeah. Uh, and it guys out there, I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe you also need to go for fertility health screening. Exactly. So, it takes two hands to clap. Yeah, so mm. I think men and women, couples should look at it as something they can jointly do. Yeah. Mm. The gentleman can go to the urologist, the women can go to a gynae, you know, mm. and go to the fertility health clinic together. Do it as Part and parcel is just a normal checkup, you know. Yeah. And if you find out anything that comes up that is worrisome, maybe mm-hmm. you can address it early. Right. And as we all know, for all sorts of medical issues, knowing early is always the best thing yeah Mm. because then you know what options are available what was the next step and everything yeah Mm.
0: i think aside from couples we have a note from our producer here Mm -hmm. a confession she's 26 years old this year single with no plans to find a partner yet because she's more focused on her career and building her savings her last (laughs) full body medical checkup was during her university admission years ago and back then she didn't (laughs) even have a follow-up with a doctor on the results. Yeah. Oh. So she also only got her HPV jet because the government sent her a letter and encouraged her. To <laughs> the take government the job. sent her a letter. Yeah. I mean it happens like right to many people, like myself included. So she thinks that she knows she's healthy right now, but um, she really would never know about her health conditions unless she goes for a proper checkup. Mm, yes. And she's sure that there are many girls out there like herself. Mm-hmm. Actually, in fact our very own dear Jermaine back yes. in January, late January this year, um, yes. she found that she had a dermoid cyst oh. mm. about 6.6 6 centimeters it's mm. pretty, it pretty huge, huge mm. yeah. mm-hmm. she found that she had this cyst in her body mm. and she didn't know about it until she felt like severe pain oh dear she was like what's going Correct. on she popped two painkillers she That's was on right. radio that night right yes Popped two painkillers and then the, the pain was like relieved for a bit. So she thought like, oh, that was great. That was I great. think it was also because the week before that, she took her HPV jab. Ah. So they said that, like, you know, some cramps might be a side effect. I see. Yeah. So she thought it was that. That's right. But after she went home... the. Pain was so crucial that mm. she, she was decided that yes, yeah. she needs to see a doctor. Mm. So sent her to the A&E. Mm. She basically spent Chinese New Year in bed la, after the surgery. Correct. It was mm. an
2: emergency surgery actually. Right. Yeah.
0: So this is like a reminder for all our listeners out there to always get your body checkup to prevent mm. this kind of situations from happening. Yeah. I think Jermaine was lucky. She yes. went to the A&E right away and got treated right away. Yeah. But mm. what if some people don't have pain? that kind of time right yeah, mm. yeah. so what will you say to women like our producer who do not have a habit of going <laughs> for regular checkups i have to admit myself included Same here. i don't have that habit do you have the habit at my age yes oh.
1: <laughs> but back when you were in your 20s you see when we are younger mm-hmm. yeah you tend to feel two things uh. mm. one is that you tend to feel that you are in control of your body
0: mm. because many so things you too. can do
1: right yeah. you can run you can jump you can do all sorts of things you feel invincible yeah as the decades pass, and I'm saying that because two decades have passed since I was that age. Right? <laughs> Just now, when I was sitting down here, I was like, "Wow, well, make sure I don't overstrain myself, like don't sprain my back, make sure my feet don't go to sleep." You know, that kind of thing. You, no, when you get older, you no longer feel so invincible, mm. right? And the second thing is that ailments and all sorts of other things do crop up,
0: oh right?
1: no, which are not un- not in your control, mm. right? And and medical options actually do change with your age, what is something that you could do for yourself when you're in your 20s may no longer be available for you when you're in your 40s. Mm. Like just now, we're talking about the success rate of conception. Yeah. Right? It's a biological fact. Mm. It's not an opinion. Mm. (laughs) It's not that I want, therefore I can. You know? So, if we have the means and health checkups are not, you know, um, are not outreach for many Singaporeans, we should try to normalise the conversations we have around mm. fertility health checks. Mm. We should go for them and consult the, the doctor. It's all private and confidential anyway. Yes. You know? mm. And just find out if there are any issues that you should be concerned about, what you can do about it and what are the options. And then start thinking. You don't have to decide there and then. Okay, yeah. baby, now.
0: Mm. Let's do
1: it. <laughs> 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 but, you know, like maybe have a thought about whether or not it is something that you would you, that you would like to have a child in, you know, as part of your 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 plans with your partner, mm. and then start thinking a little bit like Azira, what you're saying, you know, like if you want to have three kids, mm. then you you need to do a bit of backward yeah, calculation, yeah. right? <laughs> I mean, that's 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 the fact of life. Correct. Yeah? Mm. So have those conversations with your partner. Have those conversations with a medical professional, and I and I think. At the end of the day, after you have all those conversations, you have that information,
2: then you'll be able to make an informed choice. Yeah, so yes. I think the bottom line is there's no shame in getting a checkup. Mm-hmm. It's
0: better to know early. Mm. That's an important point. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So when it comes to elective egg freezing, I think it's a huge step forward already it for is. Singapore that this is um, has been endorsed in the white paper. And I yeah. feel like in the fifty years to come we can make even more changes for women here in Singapore. Mm. So last but not least, can we just quickly share what change do we hope this policy can bring about for women?
2: Mm, I think options are always great. It doesn't mean that it's your backup plan or anything like that, you know, Mm. but having an option is great and being given the option also gives you the power to sort of feel like you can, you know, have a little bit more control even though we're still at 2 to 12%, you know, but it gives you that little bit of hope or, you know, a little bit of, Time to plan because I think circumstances for different people are different. Mm-hmm. And I would be thinking about it for myself, honestly after Shelling said, you know, she wished that she had started earlier. And I've heard this many times at this point, right. right? So I don't want to be late in my 30s and saying to someone else, oh, I wish I had started <laughs> earlier. Because at this point, I already know this. Right. You know what I mean. So mm. I'll be thinking about this. But I do think as well that my main takeaway from today is that everybody should go for a fertility check and know what's going on with your body because you really don't know what's going on inside. Mm-hmm. And I think when you are able to tackle problems early, that's the best. Mm. Mm-hmm. I know that when couples think about starting a family, Mm -hmm. sometimes it's not just a
1: decision about having a baby. They also think about what happens after the baby Mm. arrives. Who is going to take care of the baby? Um, some couples even like forward plan many steps Mm. like oh preschool you know who is you know do I need to get a helper then actually which in-law is going to come and stay and take care of the child and then preschool options and then primary school options and then secondary school wow you'll be amazed you know Singapore Mm. parents can extrapolate all the way to university all the way until yes Mm. so sometimes parents do do that Um, nothing wrong Uh, thinking through is always good Mm. but I just wanted to share that sometimes uh one may get sort of like negative thoughts or things that impact your confidence. Mm. You might think that, oh, maybe I don't have this, this, this and that yet, so right. I cannot do this now. Right. You know, right. Uh, like, oh, I haven't got all the, 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 the Lego bits in place, you know. Mm. I haven't decided on whether I need a helper. I haven't decided on whether which in-law is going to stay with me. I haven't decided which preschool, where should I move to. Oh my gosh, you know, like, uh, uh, like primary one registration, what should I... You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. what I'm trying to say is that there are many things we can think about. Mm. But let's be positive and have confidence mm. is that as long as um, couples talk to each other and actually Singapore, many of our policies, they are ma- made for families and we're working whole of community, whole of society, whole of government effort to make sure that our couples are well supported right. when they have a family. Mm. so for example where I am at the Ministry of Social and Family Development we are very focused on making sure that you know affordability availability Mm. and quality of preschools Mm. is there so that our parents don't need to overly worry about preschool options for their children and I think everyone knows that our education system in Singapore is world class it's really world class so you don't really have to overly worry Mm. you know so just get started about thinking Mm -hmm. about having a child and I hope that this announcement about elective egg freezing Mm -hmm. um, is another step towards giving optionality to our couples. For sure. Yeah. So that at the end of the day, biological clock is not something that works, you know, entirely against you yeah. and that you have no way and no control to get it right for yourself. Yeah. I, I think
0: that's what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So to sum it up, I feel that the EEF actually empowers women and gives women more confidence yeah. in a sense, you know. I mean, the success um, rate aside, I feel like you have that option and you are more empowered by that. So thank you so much, Sheling, for today. I, I think I learned so much about the EEF. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your thoughts with us. Thank pleasure, you, pleasure. you so And if you can't get started early, do get started early! <laughs> 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 Alright, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Harsh Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at itsclavity.co for more updates. That's right, on YouTube as well and you can listen to us on MeListen, on Apple
2: Podcasts, on Spotify and don't forget to turn on the notification bell so you know every time we drop a new
0: episode. Mm-hmm. Once again, I'm Hazel. I'm Azura. And I'm Shirling. And thank you for tuning in to this episode of Cleveries. Podcast. See you next time!